We could go to fanfiction.net. Uh, uh, actually, you know what? Let's, let's, uh, let's not do that. episode of unfurled yep. negative 63 why wow, he was so scared and, we're and slowly rising the corporate ladder and slowly corporate. I, would, I would like to say <laughs> to all of you who had absolute heart attacks a week ago we're Y'all sorry are bitches yeah we actually got a tweet from somebody that just said daddy <laughs> <laughs> it, it was pretty good <laughs> so so uh, to quickly just to touch on that we basically just all had life go, nope, fuck you. You're not allowed. Well, I wasn't getting out of bed, so I mean, I wasn't going to be here. Yep. Yeah. And I think Adam got stuck working crazy late or something, and I was arguing with lawyers for yeah. an afternoon. You bought a house. I bought a house! That's what you did. I bought a house. Uh, I'm so fucking excited. House. Me, me and Car. All when do you get the, your your cane and addicted to per, uh, Percocet? No, he bought a house. Vi- he didn't become Vic- a house. <laughs> or, and, or he uh, didn't buy house. It's not Percocet. He's addicted <laughs> to Vicodin. Vicodin. Yeah. Man, if I was rich enough, I would pay. What's his name? That actor that plays Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. I would pay Hugh Laurie to just walk around with me pretending to be house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be fun. (laughs) You'd have to pay him a lot though, because I'm pretty sure he'd already get paid quite. I I, I pay him like the equivalent of like a season of house. Just be like, here, follow me around for like a week (laughs) and pretend to be house. No, that would get you like I don't know. Here's the thing. (laughs) Hugh Laurie is the kind of person I could see maybe doing that. Yeah. Yeah, he's got that that just personal sense of humor that he might find that quite entertaining. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I think I'd be okay. more Brian Cranston. Dude. I get him to come with me to like a fast food place as Eisenberg. And when they're like, okay, so you want like a number five meal, super size, they'd be like, okay, that's 1113. And I'd be like, I'd like you to speak to my negotiator here. And he fucking steps forward <laughs> and he works that out. I think that would be perfect. It, it tell, you want to know how much Hugh Laurie made per episode of House? 250,000 pounds. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That's so, half um, a million dollars. Yeah. As, no, how much is a season? Like, that the, like 12, 12 episodes. episodes it's it's several million dollars several million dollars yeah um that's painful i maybe, mean maybe on, just... a, on a cheaper note another thing that i might do is uh I, I could probably pay aaron paul to just call me a bitch and then that do that for free he probably uh, do that I don't for know free. Who this is. <laughs> aaron paul breaking bad uh i haven't seen it so uh that guy okay Oh, that's Jesse, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Jesse Pinkman. There you go. You have I'll just, just, just I've just summarized Aaron. my entire knowledge of Breaking Bad. Uh, I would there's a lot of things I would do to have Aaron Paul call me a bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
And again, thankfully, is he seems like a pretty down to earth guy. I think he would just call you a bitch just because yeah. you asked. Nice. Well, and it's so funny because he gets it so much now. He was even like a, a long while back. He was on Top Gear, and when, when he was he did that whole like driving their uh, reasonably priced car thing. And when he was doing that, he was coming around. He's like, son of a. Uh, bitch and then like everybody in the audience breaks and they're so, like yep we knew that was coming out at some point so tell you, you would have to pay hugh laurie 11 million dollars for, for to, to follow you around and narrate house i i I almost would uh, if, if I had if the I money. Had, if I had eleven million dollars liquid had, cash to spend, if I had twenty-two million dollars, I would do this. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh. Hey, hey uh, let's just send emails to him. See if we can get him at least listening to the show. Uh, that won't happen. <laughs> like that's the thing. Is like he's not gonna do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I like things like this. People talk about like, oh, could you could you imagine if like. Hugh Laurie listen to our show. He's not going to. We have like his time is worth so much more money <laughs> than uh, it is. But you never know. He might find us like witty and charming. Endearing. He even. won't find us witty or charming, no, by the way. He'd think he, we're obnoxious as shit. He'd think we're obnoxious, terrible, amateur yep. in the worst kind of way. Yep. <laughs> we are four guys sitting in a living room in basically pretending. Apartment. Yep. Yeah, cheap ass. Fucking apartments I, are crazy expensive here. I don't think yeah, this is but, quite cheap ass. Well, for <laughs> Calgary, this is pretty cheap ass. Um, no, your your not your previous apartment, but the place you lived up in the north. Your that was house. scary. That was that was cheap ass. That was and not even that. The the first place, the basement of the house. Oh, we don't talk about on, it. On 32nd, or no, that would have been Center Street. Oh, the Center Street. Ooh. Oh, that oh. one. I've had that place pointed out to me a few times. Yeah. It, yeah. It, that was uh, that was an interesting. Don't do that to your place, don't. by the way. No, it's Vox. bad. Yeah. The, oh, no. I'm going to put love into my place and creepy pastas. And creepy. Smile dog. Smile dog. Lots of smile dog. I'm going to paint it into the wall so that I just can turn lights on and it'll shine through at night. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will lock my door with uh, metal bars. Yeah, ha have like, have like, no, have like a fake, uh, just a fake wall put in with lights behind it. Then at one point when Adam's downstairs, just turn the light on, just a dimly lit through the wall smile dog picture. <laughs> That'd be friggin' awful. It would be awful. pretty bad. Yeah. No. Well, then. Uh, so what is smile dog? Adam. I have no idea. All okay. I know is it's frightening. So I'm going to get this wrong because I haven't read the creepypasta in a while. But it follows your somewhat typical creepypasta formulas of, right, kid gets unusual email or picked up a letter or something. I'm pretty sure it's an email for Smile Dog. Um, so it's just a, an email talking. It basically summarizes, you know, I'm so sorry. Um, I have to pass this on. The voices are getting to me. Stuff like that. Um Okay. If you want to get the exact contents of the email, you uh, you need to go read the creepypasta. But attached is just a picture called smile.jpg. Okay? <laughs> and it's a picture of that dog. <laughs> that, that's it. That's it. As soon as he opens that, the, the narrator, um, he starts getting these emails all the time. And then he starts to see the dog in real life. And then it gets creepier and more scary. It basically devolves into the dog becoming 
more evil and i'm pretty sure the creepypasta ends with him like forwarding it to a friend as the dog's like standing behind him kind of thing oh which again is very creepypasta ish of it it sounds like uh fuck what's that thing on reddit where like cuts you off mid-sentence the like joke face or something oh god i can't remember its name was it off like no sleep uh, something jack oh um uh there's a lot of them out there yeah is the too problem many <laughs> so uh yeah creepypastas have definitely become quite a quite a popular form these days they're they're kind of like the modern ghost story in my my uh, own opinion but it, it most of them are like you read them and like there's that one about the the one about disneyland the one where there's like apparently disney had a oh, secret the like abandoned theme park in the like amazon or whatever yeah not the amazon it's down south america somewhere yeah like that abandoned theme park and somebody went in there and apparently like there was one of the old mascot costumes there and, and then it moved around on its own it got up and then it was just like you're gonna die here and it's like all dreams are abandoned here and like yeah then then yeah. like fell limp again and they looked in and there was no one in it and uh, yep. over here they're saying is like laughing jack but i don't think that's what it is it's uh, anyway yeah there's a lot yeah. of them there uh, are like slender man being a good one and i said i was going to talk about this before we started the show i love what happened with slender man actually and i like i don't even remember where it actually started if it was actually like 4chan or it, um, it started as a couple of posted photos yeah right? they're they're supposedly found photos right yeah the, that, that's the best the thing ones, the ones that look like they're from like the 50s or whatever yeah. and they're usually things like you know there's a crowd of children with slender man standing behind a couple of them there's one of just a forest and you can just sort of see this you know tall slender man with his tentacle things in the air um yeah and that, I, that's where it started. Yeah, I fucking love how that became a phenomenon, though. You don't see this very often lately, like at least not in the last almost hundred years. Of like, he's become as household as the boogeyman. Like he, like everybody's heard of Slender Man. There's all these stories. He is a modern day boogeyman, like folklore story, and. It's the kind of thing where like in history books a hundred years from now, or I guarantee you like there's going to be a bedtime story for kids talking about this fucking Slender Man. And this is where it came from. We have witnessed the birth of new folklore and that never happens anymore. <laughs> Ever. It's, it's basically like, I don't know, again, it's like the new age, like Vox was saying, the new age ghost story. Like it's. But it's, I don't know. And now it's the problem only with the fact that Slenderman became uh, like a big phenomenon, like and exploded. And now there's, you know, Slenderman costumes and a million games and a million things and ev like everything Slenderman. Like it basically yep. like it became like. Oh, there's, really there's two really big YouTube series on it, actually. There's uh, one of them's Marble Hornets. Yep. Which is technically over but restarted yeah and then i can't remember what the other one but the other one also came up with uh i think they were the one that actually came up with the rake which is another creepypasta style 
thing as well. Um, I'll have to look up the name of them because I don't want to like talk about them without actually giving credit to where that came from. What the hell am I hearing in the background? I think it's roommates. No, it's not me. It's over there, Tal. Oh, it's me. <laughs> okay. Prick. Hey, what's that noise? Oh, I think I it's holding, you, Roland. I was holding it in front of me, so it's like, it sounds like it's coming from there. Uh-huh. Not, not like it's coming from your lap or anything. Okay, but anyway, the rake, and I'll pull up a picture of him for you guys, and anybody watching should look up the rake. Not therapy, the rake. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Uh, so the rake is, oh, it's not saying where it's actually from, uh, but it's this thing. I'm sure you've seen the picture. It's like this creepy fucking, oh my fucking load. <laughs> Everyone loves to hear Tal oh, fuck load. with his technology. The, um, <laughs> there we go. That thing. Oh yeah, oh, yep. that thing. Yeah, uh, everybody you know that kind of reminds me of like the whole Rubber Johnny thing. Rubber Johnny was amazing, and <laughs> I applaud Apex Twin for what they did in that video. If you haven't seen Rubber Johnny, by the way, you definitely need to go watch uh, watch it. It it's the greatest music video ever. <laughs> the um, the smiling ridiculous. the smiling dog creepypasta as well actually kind of reminds me of the um, the Ben Drowned uh, creepypasta. Yeah, ben, yeah, Ben Drowned's one I really liked. I, it, that I was really neat. It. I don't know. I didn't really. I... Yeah, well, I'm not usually inclined to agree with your opinion, so. No, you're definitely not. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, I, it seemed really cheesy to me, probably because, like, I never played that game ever. Well, yeah. I mean, what, so it doesn't what have horror, any of the nostalgia to it. What, like, horror story trope isn't just insanely cheesy if you're not already invested in it? Yeah, you do have to kind of like, buy into it. That's if well, you that's look the at, whole point. Right? If you look at this thing, you're like, ah, oh, I'm not scared of ghosts. Well, of course you're not gonna think anything is scary. I mean, yeah. Oh, Everyman Hybrid. That was the YouTube channel I was trying to think of that did that other series. Oh yeah, yeah. The the one thing I like about things like the Ben Drowned is that it does sort of harken back to you know when you were at garage sales looking at like people's old game collections and I, I you never find this actually mis did that either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like. Like, you you grew up, you know, in a very middle-class family that didn't go to garage sales and bought everything on sale at Canadian Tire. And yeah, pretty much, actually. <laughs> I also didn't own, an, I didn't own a Nintendo. I actually don't think I have ever owned a Nintendo myself. I've had a Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, N64. Oh, except for my DS. I did buy a DS. That's the first Nintendo console I ever owned. You, but you, so that's probably... You have two Super Nintendo. Yeah, I was gonna right say you have two Super Nintendos and a Nintendo sitting on your shelf. I got those after I bought the DS. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> okay, as long as <laughs> one of them was actually gonna be just thrown out. Uh, we, I got those at a recycling depot. There was a lady that was bringing those over just to throw into the fucking electronics recycling, and I'm like, oh geez, we'll take those. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I'll like I'll use this. And she was like, oh. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to throw it out. So here you go. That's awesome. Jeez. So, but yeah, I didn't have, like, I didn't fall in love with those characters and I don't have the nostalgia glasses to see Ben Drowned through. Ben Drowned in particular feeds off of the tone of the game it's based on. Yeah. Which, if you've played Zelda's, 
Majora's Mask has this very unsettling tone to it through the whole game. There's lots of, of um, popular theory. I know uh, like Game Theory did a whole video on... That was the one um, where he was supposedly dead, right? Yeah, where yeah. the game could very well represent, you know, after you died and this being trapped in purgatory kind of thing, which I like. I think that is and, a great way to spin the story. Yeah, Majora's Mask is like a... It's a very creepy game. Like, if you look at all of the undertones on around it. Yeah. yeah. It is just, especially compared to Ocarina of Time, which was the game immediately before it, which was much more an adventure game. Lighthearted. And yeah, then you definitely. get to this game where, again, the first thing you run into is a character that has died, and you basically take his appearance as a mask and get to wear it. And, and act and appear to other people as this which, dead character. Which one was the one with the, with the falling moon? That's Majora's, Majora's Mask. Mask. That's Majora's Mask. Like, and the moon. The moon is creepy the as moon fuck. Is like, terrifying. Yeah, just this thing is... that ultimately, like, like it wants to come down and kill you. Like, <laughs> that is its end goal. Yeah. Day it's three. Not, it's not like the Majora's um, a skeleton kid the bringing it down. Like, that moon is just coming yeah, for it, you. It's smiling at you. At you. Yeah. It's watching you try to survive. It's terrifying. It's, it's kind of, it's pretty brutal. Like a couple of the most amazing games I've ever played, but. Yeah. We yeah. should sit you down and make you play through it. You should actually. Well, we'll, be, we'll do that. We could stream that uh, now, especially now that I have the emulator box and I can just turn it on whenever the hell I want. Um, yeah. But exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know. So I, I never got to play it. I never got to experience the creepy the first scary game I ever played was Doom 3. Wow. That's yeah, far that's, into the... That's yeah. actually unfortunate because there's a lot of games that I think get the feel better oh, see, while the atmosphere in Doom is great. The atmosphere in Doom 3. Like, that's the thing. People shit on Doom 3 a lot as a scary game, but it like you have to look at Doom 3 within the context of its time. Like, when yep. it came out. Like, nowadays, Doom 3 is pretty lackluster as far as scary games go. There's a lot better out there. Um, but it was the one of the first games that had, th like, the shadows in Doom 3 were, like, revolutionary as far as games go. And one of the scariest moments is right at the beginning when you walk down this set of stairs and this thing just steps out of a shadow right in front of you. You're, yep. you're looking at it and you can't see it. And then it just steps out of the shadow right there. So, and like the atmosphere in it was really good. So within its time period, it was a great game. Um, but then after that, I think the other game, other scary game I liked the most was probably Fear, the original. Uh, Fear, Fear, again, one. it had a very good atmosphere and, and feel to it. I still haven't beaten it. I need to go back and, and do so. Um, yeah, I, I have a list of games I'm going to sit you down and make you play. I'm going to make you play through like the original Silent Hill, which again, the atmosphere is pretty good i still think two has the best but um things like the original clock tower which was a super nintendo game is absolutely like it builds so much tension and its <laughs> graphics are the super nintendo yeah right it's all about the the story at that point yeah. before doom 3 for me it was basically like i played arrow wings at my babysitter's house yeah uh comic zone sonic the hedgehog well, like and i i never ever got into horror anything when i was a kid i was squeamish oh i loved it i i watched so much goosebumps as a kid i was terrified well, like, of it 
Yeah, like things like Goosebumps did scare me. Like they were still they they were still things you read in class, but they were things that like absolutely scared me shitless. That, that one with the fucking potato. Like Oh my god. I don't remember that one. Oh, uh, I think it was like it came from, from under the sink. Oh, it came from okay. beneath the sink. Oh, uh, that one scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> well, like uh, you know the things that like notably like scared me like gave me nightmares as a kid was like Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> that, <laughs> and, that movie who framed Roger Rabbit. That uh, movie oh, fuck. You're talking about uh, Judge Doom or whatever his name is, right? Specifically the scene with like the paint thinner and yes. everyone's oh my dying. God. And I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> I fuck am like me. six and can't deal with this. Like, yeah. You remember, were allowed to watch that movie when you were six? Uh, yeah, wow. I, I, it was when I still lived in Nova Scotia, <laughs> so I couldn't have been more than 10. I, I specifically remember being fairly traumatized at that scene in the warehouse with the fucking steam roller yeah. and the acid yeah. shit. Oh yeah. man, that <laughs> was <laughs> brutal. Oh. <laughs> I, like, that, that is one of the like of of like, my childhood that's one of the iconic terrifying moments but my <laughs> parents never really made a point of like censoring anything for me unless it was beavis and butthead like my dad didn't he let me watch i was four years old okay and he let me watch aliens t aliens Okay, uh, that is not a kid's movie. See, when, oh sure it is. When no, I, when I was a kid, I I was allowed to watch Aliens. But like, I remember one Christmas, my older cousins were watching it, and I kind of just sat there, and I got bored and just started asking if I could play Sega. Like, the movie didn't get to me at I'm, all. I'm pretty sure it's why I'm scared of spiders. We, really? um, yeah. we, we have, <laughs> not, we have a, not arachnophobia. Huh? Not arachnophobia. The movie with John Candy. No, I didn't watch that until much later. Thank Ooh. fuck. <laughs> we, we have Brandy asking if we've um, read scary stories to tell in the dark. And I, I haven't. But what that oh, I have. I dude. have when I was a kid. And that scared the fucking shit out of me. Again, they're like, it's funny because they just reprinted them a couple of uh, a I, year or two ago. I want a copy. They took out all the artwork oh. because it was too scary for children, apparently, which I don't get. I mean, I found the pictures pretty scary. Bullshit. We had yeah. some, scare those kids. Well, we had fucking them in give audio them nightmares too, right? Yeah, we'd listen to them. I I can't remember if it was scary stories to tell in the dark, but I like when I was a kid, I was obsessed with like ghost books. Like by the time, like by the time, like when I started getting into the horror genre, like ghost story books and shit, I was all about that shit. And there is this one, and one of the creepier things. And it, it scared the shit out of me. And in the, like the concept of it still terrifies me to this day is just this concept of this darkness that like all your lights are on, nothing's changed, but the room over there just starts getting darker for some reason. And there's <laughs> this all consuming dark that just starts taking over everything. And I'm well, like, that is terrifying. What one, um, one kind of character that I always enjoy are the Weeping Angels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. they, the whole thing, the like, you know, when you were a kid, you were looking at something that you were scared of. And like, if you ever, God forbid, looked away, that was going to get you. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a very common trope, actually, in the horror genre is the thing that doesn't that you don't see moving unless you look away. And actually, there's a one of the reasons for that is because it's so hard to make a thing on screen look scary and move at the same time, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's funny, uh, of all people, M. Night Shyamalan 
uh, he was actually talking about how hard it was to translate the monsters in the village to something that actually looked scary on screen. And one of the things was that any of the movement had to be very muted because the second you animate something like that, it just, it doesn't look as scary anymore. I, I think the whole thing about like that kind of effect is that once once you have something in plain sight, once it has a face, once you can actually like define its movements, it doesn't become scary anymore. No. It it's it becomes known and therefore it's not something yeah. that you're inherently uh, afraid of. I can't. I'm not terribly inclined to agree with that. No? I I think of one particular scene. Let's let's put it this way, the grudge. And at the end of the movie, when she's coming backwards down the fucking, like when she's crawling down the stairs, I don't care how much she moves. That's fucking frightening. One of the things that the, the person who came up with that nailed so well in the horror genre is the dehumanization, dehumanization of your monsters. Yeah. Right. As soon as your monster becomes a human or a person in a suit, forget it. You're done. Yeah. Right. But if it is something you can't define or worse, if it's something you can, but is wrong, it is uncanny valley it is terrifying uncanny valley is the step before yeah right that's your androids that are just a little too perfect right to be real like that like game fuck that what was that game that crime game with the facial animations oh um noir yeah that one was creepy right when you get a the thing nailed this so perfectly because you have a person right who all of a sudden their chest pops open and bites off your hands and then the head pops off and starts chasing you with legs. Yeah. Fucking terrifying. Well, and the other thing with the grudge too is the reason that that was so scary is because it's that kind of movement, like the movement that she was doing was like this really super unnatural jittery shit. It wasn't like a guy in a costume moving his hand. No, and that's why I'm saying that movement, when done right, can be very, very frightening. But it is very hard to to do that properly and translate it to a screen and make it scary. It it can't be in any way like something normal. No. It has to to be, like I said, like, you know, joints pop like backwards. It's, it's, it's the difference yeah. between um I don't know, something like uh Exorcist with like the the spinning head thing. Yeah. Versus the monster that's lumbering to you down the hallway. Like <laughs> in a very human fashion, it's not scary. It's just kind of strange. Yeah. You know what? You know what's a good you know what's a good argument breaker for this? What? It follows. I don't know if anybody is, else has seen that. I movie. That. Now, however, what we just talked about with, with if you can identify someone and you can kind of, and the fact that all these things are doing is just walking slowly towards you. And yep. it's just a person. It looks like could be someone you know. And there's always you. there's always going to be an exception to yeah. a rule, right? It's one of the problems of us, especially we do it a lot. We generalize and pretty yeah. intensely. But well, uh, the the thing about it follows, and one of the things that made that creepy, and part of the thing was again the dehumanization, is that it didn't chase you, it didn't run, it didn't drive, it it didn't it did nothing. It just walked towards you. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You could drive out into the middle of the lake and it would walk out into the water and it would just sink down. It wouldn't swim. It would just walk. Yeah. And then the second you left, it would just walk back out of the water. Like it, it and like that is 
creepy this, as This fuck. sounds really good. I'm going to have to watch this. Well, it's like the fact that you can't stop. Yeah. Like you... That's like, inescapability. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, that's the hunt that never stops. That's another thing that the grudge had and the yeah. ring had is, right, you know, no matter what you do, this thing is coming for you. And you can't stop and it. And you can't stop it. Yeah. The, the 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 thing, actually, with the grudge, with the movement there, do you, like the way they got that movement specifically was they actually filmed the actor backwards in slow motion. So the actor <laughs> ah. is actually crawling up the stairs. Oh, that's why. And she is, uh, she's moving really slowly. Yeah. And then they sped up the f- the film just slightly. So it's got like that weird, yeah, you drop jerky, jittery action going on. Yep. Oh, so they did, they did a brilliant, brilliant they job. They did a brilliant job with that I one. I was gorgeous. Yeah, I was the, terrified. I went to see The Grudge 2 and I actually laughed during oh. that movie. You want to... I'm going to sit you down. We're going to watch The Locker. Okay. The Locker. It's a Japanese horror film. You are going to laugh so hard, but it's worth it. I rented it with my sister and it came on a triple pack. Okay. It was The Locker, The Locker 2, and The Locker 3 all on the same DVD. Good. Grief. Tells you what kind of quality we're talking about yep. here. Yeah. Not just straight to DVD, triple fucking release. Like the triple pack. Uh, I'll give you a spoiler. The, uh, the monster is an abandoned fetus. That sounds gross. It it sounds gross. It isn't. It's it's probably like possibly the worst. Like, yeah. But uh, but listeners should you guys should totally send us your your most scary movie stories, whatever. Yeah, send us your favorite horror shit, the scariest shit you can find. I'm a fucking horror buff. I love it. Yeah, I used to be terrified of the stupidest shit. And now I just thrive on it. And it's, I mean, it's good timing too, because I mean, Halloween coming up, so. All Hallows Eve. I can't say I've ever thrived on horror. I found it like intensely fascinating as a genre, but when I helped edit the horror anthology, uh, I, I was done (laughs) for like two years. See, Uh, the thing about horror and this is one of the reasons I really like horror. And it's also very difficult to get right. And it is. Very, yes. very subjective. Oh my God. It is. Well, one of the things with horror, and this bugs me, is that a lot of people will go see a horror movie and they're like, it was crap because it wasn't scary. And I'm like, you're fucking your crap. You're an adult. If yeah. you're finding ghost stories scary at your age, I'm sorry, but. You, you need to get that checked because you know full well that this is fiction and not real. The point is whether or not you got a few jumps and a bit of an adrenaline rush out of it, right? It, it, there's well, something like, to be said about when, the atmosphere and the story. When you're an adult, completely different things scare you. It like, is, yeah. yeah. Like the inevitability of, of your death is yeah. a very good like source of tension and fear. Yep. Like it well, very much plays on your more carnal instincts. And, well, that's why It Follows was really creepy for me because it was this inevitable thing. And like, even if you get rid of it, it's still going to come back. Like it, it, it's just, it, it's this terrifying concept. <laughs> but um, with, with, with the horror genre, the reason I like it is because there's so many sub genres within it you've got your paranormal horror you've got your slasher horror you've got comedy horror you've got b horror you've got whatever the fuck cabin in the woods was supposed to be funny satire horror weird 
construct like that was weird awesome it though. was that was, it was amazing so movie. good I, I can't quite place the genre because it was kind of like it, all of them honestly, at the same time it falls a bit more in in my opinion a bit more into the the more popularized action type of movies yeah it's sort of like a more proactively vicious um uh, Halloween or something. It right? was like the Resident Evil to the typical I, Silent I, Hill. I think honestly, it was it was closer to kind of its own its own subgenre of slasher flick because yeah. it had, it it had all the one. makings of a slasher movie, like your typical out in the woods, you yeah. know, in a cabin, isolated. Yeah. Creepy shit starts happening. Well, and all the people start taking bets on like which uh, which tropish way they're gonna die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it played on itself, basically. Yes. It was like a B. It was kind of all the genres mushed into one sort of weird. Yeah. Well, and along those lines, too, that new game that came out, uh, what was it? Uh, Until Dawn, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Th- like that game is basically like yeah. the Cabin in the Woods story, except done actually scarier like they were taking it more seriously i, I need to play that really it, badly. it makes yeah. it makes a really interesting use of the whole quick time action as it, a means of creating like suspense it, and it tension. really does what i've heard it described as is a david cage game done better uh, uh david cage like did heavy game, rain well that's who did heavy rain is yeah. david cage it's basically the horror version of heavy rain essentially uh, oh man, horror rain. Her, uh, <laughs> horror heavy rain. rain. Heavy rain. I played through that in two sittings. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was so good. Loved it. Oh my god, did I cringe. Yeah. Well, the the reason that I like games like that too is because I like games like games for me have to have one or one of two things or both and that is an amazing story that doesn't take forever to progress. I'm sorry, Xeno Gears. Because <laughs> as good as that story is, I can't sit around for four hours between cutscenes. Um, or it has to be amazingly fun to play, preferably both, right? Like, uh, Until Dawn wasn't a particularly, I'd say, fun game as far as game mechanic goes, but it was a very involving game as far as the story and the controls and the way you played matched up with that. Yeah, it brought you in. It was like a horror Mass Effect. Yeah, exactly. It was, uh, not even. like uh, it, it just, the way that you control everything keeps the story moving, doesn't let you spend or make you spend an hour and a half walking around grinding up stats or collecting items or anything it, like it that. It never distracts itself from its purpose. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's this, the game is the story. Um, and then on the other end of the coin, you have games that have absolutely no story that are amazingly fun to play. Like, uh, super meat boy, for example. Yeah. Yep. And then you have games that have both, which like portal where the game mechanic yeah. is the game and the story takes a background, but the story is still an amazing still story. prevalent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been actually meaning to play undertale because of that. Cause I've been told that it's an excellent, uh, like an excellent game. I, I was just gifted undertale on steam and I intend full well to play it. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah I'm, I'm, I've seen a couple of the game grumps playing it and, I think I want to I've been avoiding all of the let's plays. Yeah. So apparently, from what I'm told, it will rip your heart out if I you look, do the wrong thing. I look so <laughs> forward <Good>. to that. <laughs> the, the, like, I, I love a lot of like 
dramatic tension and emotional like heartbreak in well, in my stories it, it's it, just so satisfying the, the part of it is that you can play through passively right you you can go through the whole game without killing anything uh, oh my god microphone you can go through the whole game without killing anything at all right completely passive and there aren't a lot of games that you can do that in yeah that's rare but in this game if you kill everything like the things the game makes you do are apparently just horrifying so there's a lot so this of people... sounds like a game i have to play through multiple times yeah and, and yeah. like there's different endings depending on what you do and uh, but like the things that you do to some of the there were people it's i guess it's kind of like playing like asshole shepherd in mass effect <laughs> it's just like you get to that one scene where you make garris sad and you're just like nope can't do it anymore i'm nice <laughs> now <laughs> oh that, no that's good because that means they get you to buy into the character yeah. and that's one of the things i find a lot of games these days doesn't do for me is i just don't care well it's yeah. it's really similar to how movies deal with this kind of thing as well and it's been a point of contention of mine for well, a couple years hey, look, now care about this character because he has yeah. kids that makes him that makes you yeah. care about him right yeah like he has a family well, was it like daisy or not war, Day, z. war z it's like hey look it's brad pitt and he's got some kids now watch Better him kill feel stuff. sorry that for was a him. Terrible. I'm sorry, but like <laughs> I love I I've been watching zombie movies since I was like ten years old, and that was it was you know what it was it was because that's popular. It was Hollywood's like version yep, it was of, a and you know what like. Don't get me wrong. There was there was not bad parts in it. No, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible movie or nothing like that. But uh, you know, for that for that genre though, not not good. No. It's it's such as like it's like Transformers was a cool movie about changing robots, but it wasn't Transformers. World War Z was a decent movie about you know like a contagion that changed people into these weird things but wasn't very good in the zombie genre See, sense i wouldn't even give it that like transformer like transformers one okay uh two uh, three transformers still wasn't transformers like no, never like, was. cool movie about robots i yeah. enjoyed like the yeah. action -y, well, i knew what i, I, want, I was, was going to see transformers for the same reason i went to see death race i want to see shit blow up yeah well, and people maybe die I, I think that is a little unfair because i mean you can't expect them to do the same shit as the 80s and get away with it no no no. it's got to be updated right so no that's but that's not what i'm that's not the reason is because no. every character wasn't exactly i just personally don't it's made Maybe maybe I'm a little cynical. The fact that all this stuff is now made for a new generation. Let's yeah. look at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the, example. The TMNT movie actually for me was well, which a good one? TMNT or the, the newest one? The new Michael Bay one that yeah. came out was yeah. a good example for me of somebody trying too hard to throw back some shit to the '80s and then mix it in with new shit and update it, and it coming out horrible because they did do some of the jokes from back then. And it just didn't work. Like the whole pizza thing. Like it just doesn't work today. Well, so, and pretty much like 80% of the turtles is based off of what they said, which was relevant in the 90s. Exactly. So it's just like this in the same thing with Transformers. A lot of that shit was relevant in the 90s, but it just doesn't work today. So, I mean, yes, it, you, like 
people who watched it back then, of course, are going to be disillusioned, but you got to understand that it is being made for a new generation and you have to look at it from that lens. But war or war Z was just a bad movie even there because like that movie was basically watch a guy fly around to random countries talk fight a couple zombies talk to some people then fly to another country then talk to some people zombies happen fly to another country then zombies happen on the plane like it, it was just like it, like this this was zombie travel agency like it (laughs) you you know what though you know what i enjoyed more than world war z which was supposed to be a mat well which was a massive flight of the living dead really no no word will i as like three two or three dollars at zellers when that was a thing and i need to see this honestly i it's amazing because i have an of the dead shelf actually an of the dead (laughs) movie shelf (laughs) and there you be quite surprised of how many movies end with that (laughs) and Uh, honestly better than world war z better and i I think that was not a good reflection of like the hard work that max brooks did in writing all of those books well it's funny because world war z right they did an interview with max brooks and he was like i thought i'd be really mad when i went to see it but i wasn't because about five minutes in i realized this isn't my story. This yeah. is somebody else's story. Exactly. My a couple of my characters happen to be in it. Yep. A couple. But they're not really my characters. They're just a couple people who happen to have the same name as my characters. And none of the shit that I wrote actually happened. So I got to and he's like, uh, I got to approach it from a completely different At at like, what po- at what point do you take somebody else's intellectual property and go like this is mine now? Why not just Make something that's just sort of... Not that. Not, yeah, not that, but like that. (laughs) And then you're like, this is like that, but it's not that. And so uh, you can enjoy it as this because it's not that. This this is a new genre. That, but not that. (laughs) Like, it's like the last Airbender movie, if it had been good. If it existed. (laughs) Yeah, if it were a thing, if somebody by the name similar to Ding... Shamalama Ding Dong were to make a hypothetically terrible Last Airbender movie. You know, it's not that. It's this. Yeah. Yeah. And someone in the channel is saying that they're hoping for a live action Boondocks movie. I would pay so much money to see that. I'm not because that show would not translate well to a live action <laughs> I movie. I would pay for it because uh, of that. From it, what I remember, it would come across pretty racist in my opinion. It's, it's incredibly it's racist. racist. That's the point. It's extremely racist. <laughs> But it just like the the way everything works in that but show, it wouldn't it, it translate. It can only to work as a cartoon action. in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. So, so like, just think about Riley and yeah. like the fact that he's like fucking kung fu master. <laughs> <laughs> like, would not translate well at all. Like, just also look at the Karate Kid master. remake. Yeah, he's everything master. Yeah, he's he's just... like he's got like a fucking PhD with how much shit that kid knows. <laughs> Uh, we should probably take a little break and then we should get on to our other topic. We've been we've actually going for about 45-ish minutes. We yeah, that's okay. Yeah. yeah, which is good. Again, good discussion, but we want to, to not mm. just talk horror. Unless we do, just want to talk about horror for the next forever. This will be like our that's Halloween episode. 
But um, yeah, no, uh, everybody send us emails of your favorite horror shit. Anything that you think that we should watch. Anything actually scary or that you found scary. Just funny. Uh, No, like death. Please don't send us videos of just people dying. That's yeah, not scary. That, that's gross. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Bad, bad taste. I think we talked about that in another. We, we absolutely yeah, we did. did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. So, don't, uh, don't become that guy. Yeah, yeah. Big old frowny face towards you. If Th- this you think is that's not okay. This is not Reddit slash R slash watch people die. Exactly. Oh, so, this is send us good movies and good things to watch. So Oops. we'll go on break. We'll play cars. Uh, update. Yeah. Uh, update to politics. Yep. It's pretty short. So we'll yep. see how long we take. And then uh, we'll be back and we'll probably talk about TPP a little bit and then some emails. Mm. Sweet. We have Bye-bye. a bunch. Bye. Yep. Okay. Be right back. Evening, ladies and gents. Hope you're enjoying Unfurled so far. I'm going to keep this one nice and short this time. So as I was bringing up last time, election day. It is Monday, October the 19th. So if you haven't already gotten your voter registration card or if you don't know where you're going to vote, pay attention. Uh, if you are at all confused with any of that stuff, elections.ca is going to have all the information you need to make sure that you can make your voice heard this election. Uh, this one is still a three-way, ra- three-way race, so it's going to be really, really important that everybody is making sure that they're you know, getting out, getting that vote out there, especially if you're actually wanting to uh, stop Stephen Harper. If you're not, then, well, I don't care. Just stay home. Uh, now... As last time, again, I was talking briefly about uh, things like the first past the post system and strategic voting. And again, that's going to matter more than ever, especially in a race that's this tight. If you're wanting to know if you're in a riding that's considered a battleground riding, someone that could definitely make a difference in uh, parliament, minority or majority, then definitely make sure that you're checking out websites like votetogether.ca. They're going to have as up to date as uh, possible information about uh, things like who's ahead in your riding. Or by now, uh, some ridings have actually declared who they're officially going to support to try and vote together and kick out the conservative candidate. Uh, especially considering the stuff that's been going on in the last couple of weeks, I'd really recommend that if you are on the fence about whether or not it is important to vote, whether or not it's important that we really should be looking about a change in government, let's take a look at a few things. Uh, now, this last week, we had uh, an agreement called the Trans-Pacific Partnership, or the TPP, that was actually finalized uh, in secret uh, somewhere in the States. Now, the thing about this trade agreement is it could be a really good thing. It's possible that this could open up a lot of new markets. It could uh, go ahead and make it a lot of more places so that we could trade our goods out or, or get stuff into Canada. But the bottom line is right now we know almost nothing about it. The entire thing has been negotiated in secret despite public outcry in all 13 of the participating countries. Except now this thing has been approved between all the different um, trade ministers or negotiators or diplomats without any of the public of any of our countries that are participating actually knowing what the hell is in it. Uh, Now, one of the things that's kind of snuck out is that apparently there's going to be a lot of concessions for us as Canadians uh, in things like our dairy industry and our car manufacturing industries, two industries that right now rely on some of the protections that are in place to continue to exist. Now, if you're out in somewhere like uh, Ontario or Quebec, this is going to really impact you a lot more than it is going to be for me here in Alberta. But uh, it could really mean uh, cuts in how much dairy we're actually going to be able to sell out into general market or how much that's going to actually flood our markets here. But at the end of the day, it may not even make a difference for the average consumer on how much or how little we're going to be paying for things like milk and cheese. It's really, really uh, bothersome that all this is going to be negotiated in secret, despite everybody saying, no, 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 we want to know what's in this thing before we go start trying to approve it. 
And one of the things that's really going to make a huge difference uh, in whoever is elected is whether or not we end up ratifying or at least trying to modify this trade agreement. Uh, the NDP have flat out said that they are not in any way supportive of it uh, without knowing what's the text is, what the text is in it. Um, and we won't know until after the election what actually is the full text of this agreement. Now, one of the other things that's been getting especially nasty in this campaign is the actual campaign itself. Uh, a lot of the candidates in such a close race, and especially on the conservative side, are getting especially nasty. I mentioned before that there was uh, Cosby, the gentleman who was uh, hired, and I do use the term gentleman lightly, with a specialization in race and divisive politics. And again, his touch in the campaign has really been shining through. Little uh, word sneaking in, or even uh, conservative candidates going so far as to actually outright lie or mislead about what other people are saying. Uh, one great example was uh, a conservative candidate in Ontario going on saying that uh, Justin Trudeau would legalize pot for children and legalize brothels. Right. Okay. So let's just take a step back for that for just a moment and actually think about that uh, and just realize how rid ridiculous it is. The problem is that words like that work. And it's making uh, in these, these clinch or these uh, ridings with more conservative groups who, you know, usually might vote for a slightly more progressive candidate or might be getting sick of Harper will hear something like that and go, well, I don't want my kids going and smoking them pot or going to, you know, going to have these legal brothels. That's just wrong. So then they go and fall back to that, that fear and that division and they vote conservative. Just, again, making sure that you're getting it out there and just how ridiculous these things are and just being mindful of them. Uh, that's all I'm going to leave it for today. Just uh, one last thing I want to say is, uh, uh, Sashikari, thank you very much for uh, just writing in regarding my last segment. I'll try and keep it up. Uh, and just so you know, my name is pronounced Kar, K-A-A-R, just for next time. Uh, that's it for me. Uh, again, enjoy the rest of Unfurled. Have yourselves a good night. Do you like butt stuff? Yeah. Uh, but, 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 but. <laughs> Does that make me a bad person? No, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's there's some really like finicky. Really, it was a rhetorical question. <laughs> Wait, finicky? Finicky. Finicky. Like they don't like butt stuff? I don't know. They're they're too clean. <laughs> they will only use their left hand. <laughs> only their left hand. Nothing else. Only because one. Because they eat with the right one. Only one thumb. <laughs> That's it. That's all you get. By the way, which is really hard, really, really difficult. What is? I went to the most delicious place on the planet called the Sultan's Tent, and it's Moroccan food, and you're only allowed to eat with one hand, and it is very difficult. Why are you only allowed to eat with one hand? Because of the exact reason you said. Oh, what you mean is it would be rude to eat with the other one? Uh, yeah, you're oh, supposed to eat you're, you're you're with your right authentic hand. Moroccan experience now they say you're allowed but i mean it's but, amazing <laughs> food and you it's they suggest everything else is authentic ever like the tea is outrageous mm. it's the best tea i've ever had in my whole life i will like, have to challenge I, this i would be slightly inclined to do it for the experience but yeah that that sounds a little difficult. And the because food, trying to sop it up with, like, the bread, like, impossible. You know, this is the only country I, well, not country, not the only country, but we are one of the only countries I know of where we pay more to eat, like, poor people. <laughs> we we do revel in it, actually. We, we, we really we do. We did pay to eat Ethiopian food in California. We did. 
But I mean, we used and it both was hands. <laughs> like we used uh, both hands. We didn't literally pay money to eat like people who can't afford toilet paper. Well, yeah. I mean, the the irony in that is just that we're so caught up in like actually making a living for ourselves that we're like, let's pay to have some actual experiences. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hurts because it's true. Yes. <laughs> Let, let's pay to eat. Let's pay some money so that we can see what it's like for people who live in tragedy. Like, you wonder why we're losing our culture when, like, we literally pay so that we don't have to do anything. We pay money to see other people's culture the, so the that we don't of, have to live in our own. The amount of people that I see that are, like, incredulous towards people that make something that could have been bought on Amazon for $5, I'm like, no, fuck you. Like, I, if I want to make this thing and it takes me 30 hours, then... That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Then I'm going to fucking make it. Just because my time is, you know, technically worth like $30 an hour doesn't mean shit. Yep. Well, that, and that's one of the reasons actually I really want a 3D printer is so that if like, I want something, I can just make it. Yeah. And you're like, so I bought this thing for $5. It was a hell of a lot easier. But what did I learn? Nothing. Yeah. No, it's about the experience. It's about the craft. It's not about like, like how cheap can you get it? You know what I mean? Otherwise, then, yep. then every... Every, you know, mill worker, carpenter, whatever you want to say it, any craftsman ever would just be like, ah, why should I build a nice dresser or a nice desk? I could just get it cheap from Ikea. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I got my desk cheap from Ikea and I built it. <laughs> that, that's kind of cheating, but I mean, your desk is a phony. You, you get a you get a D for effort. Yeah. Well, it's, I did have to take out a drill. It's a phony. I had to use a band, not a bandsaw, big ass skill saw, and you know, like, I, I did have to actually do things. Pe people seem so willing these days to sort of forget about the experience of actually doing anything. Yeah. Yep. I, I I don't know. I want a 3D printer so that I can make stuff and fuck with stuff. And and, and that's a little ironic too, isn't it? Yeah. You, you buy a 3D printer as opposed to like learning to sculpt or something like that. Which, mind <laughs> you, I mean, 3D printing is a far more practical use of your time, but... Yeah. <laughs> I could actually kind of pretend I'm trying to make back the money that the 3D printer cost me. The thousands well, of fucking dollars. I, I, I told you, they're not all thousands of dollars you can get a reasonable one for like a grand uh, i know but ugh. i mean you can get 3d printers for less than your record cleaner no but the, the you can buy them at staples yeah. well the big problem with the cheaper 3d printers uh they have they there is there is a trade-off and it's actually in the bearings and the structure uh because what ends up happening just pro tips for people looking at Fucking 3D printers. Not that I think that anybody Whoa, we're listening to. Fucking 3D printers? Yeah. Whoa. Uh, well, when you have a 3D printer, you could build a fucking 3D hey, printer. But you, you want to replace some of the parts in your 3D printer? You 3D print them. Take, well, you 3D print them <laughs> or you take apart old printers. Yep. But uh, the, the trade-offs actually in cheaper 3D printers come in the, the bearings and the structure. Because what will happen is in the cheaper ones, your bearing tolerances aren't as tight and because of that, you'll actually get shifts. And there's cases where it'll actually knock over your model because that bearing like shifts down just half a millimeter and it'll knock but it off. And I, I still think you are drastically overestimating the cost of a 3D, like an actual good 3D printer. Uh, I like, mean, I you're talking like commercial 
3D printers at this point. Oh, like maybe I'm just thinking of what I was looking at a couple years ago. Yes, but things have. Do do you know how much can change in a couple years? Well, considering I was looking, good just, 3D printers cost like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. Oh, see, th- just recently I was actually looking at like, do you know how much a laser cutter costs? Like a CO two laser cutter? No, oh, quite a bit. About ten grand, ten to yeah. fifteen grand ish, and that's just for the laser cutter part, not including the air filter. Yeah, um, and that's like it's the kind of thing where you have to go in and you have to do all this fucking alignment shit and it like you need specialized software and you actually like if you know how to use one of these you can actually just get a job somewhere doing that like it's a skill set you have to learn so just recently though i was looking at this new 3d printer co2 laser that this guy had built it uses cloud services and cameras and a phone and it's like app based you basically buy this unit it's the size of a fucking printer right and you just lift it up, put your thing in, put the lid down, load up your app, and there's the picture. And you you like select a picture with your design, drag it in, and then it comes up with a little thing like that you drag over top of your item, and you can kind of rotate and move it to where you want it. And then you just hit go, and it goes automatically. It does all the calculations off on a cloud server somewhere. Oh, and um that's pretty ridiculous. And one of the cool things that it does is you can actually just like draw on something with sharpie put it in and hit the automatic button and it'll just scan through and laser engrave everywhere you drew neat so yeah that's pretty nifty yeah i was like so i mean and and do you know how much that costs 1500 bucks instead of 14 fucking grand yeah that's pretty sweet that's a considerable difference (laughs) i would have a lot of uses for a system like that yeah the fucking 3d printer and a laser cutter i want both of them but I don't have. Start making more money. Yeah. You you did. Where did your money go? I, it paid off all of my debt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, in the long run, just as good. Oh, way better. Way better than stuff. Yep. Honestly. Be- because I'm- if you pay off your debt, that means you have more money to buy stuff. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's- <laughs> five years. I have five years and I will be there. Yep. Yep. Uh, that takes a while. But you know what? Once you get there, it's a... It's a breast of fresh air. You know, though, paying off a house in five years is pretty hard. (laughs) I I was going to make that. Not that. In five years, I will be rid of my consumer debt. (laughs) The house that that will take longer. I I had to 25 years. I, I once made the comment that I hated debt and then talked in the same breath about buying a house and someone tried to call me out on it. I'm like, fuck you. I don't have to justify <laughs> why owning a house is better than having it, fucking consumer debt. I will say it's really funny because, you know, I've just agreed to pay for a house. They're not cheap. Nope. And I've been looking at things like, you know, refrigerators and, and ovens and stoves. I'm like, huh, it's only like two grand for this oven. That's not bad at all. Then I'm like, no, that's a lot of money. I need to stop looking at this. Close. Well, it's funny because like when you get a house and like this is something that a couple of my cousins went through too when they bought a house is they're like, man, now that we have a house, it's like it actually makes sense to buy the nice appliances. Because before, if you live in an apartment, like you can't do shit. You see a fucking refrigerator ad and you're like, ah, oh, what the fuck ever? I'm not buying a fridge. I live in an apartment, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> but yep. then you have a house and it's your house and you can put whatever the fuck fridge you want in your house so the first thing that you go through is the phase where you want to put in all the shit you've always wanted yeah now that you can have it yeah. as i said to uh to car i'm like okay i need to get a 10-year plan set up right write it out make sure i'm you know get a approval process going so that i don't just go out and be like New fridge no, my today. fridge is stupid. Let's buy a new fridge. Get the Samsung one that puts out sparkling water. No. It's a $9,000 fridge. No. That is, is that a similar one that calculates <laughs> that, what you have in your refrigerator and tells you what, uh, no, what you can make? No, but it make? does have three separate temperatures. You've got the fridge, then a light freezer, and then a deep freezer. Okay, see, if I if I lived at home and didn't have to make money, that kind of thing would be amazing because then I could keep the foods I need... At, Temperature's good, but I don't spend all my time in the kitchen cooking and preparing it, food. It has a fish drawer. Well, yeah, <laughs> fish is important. You know, so, does, so does my dresser. What's your point? <laughs> uh, I didn't know you had panties. Huh? I do. There's a lot of things you don't know about me. <laughs> uh, I'm... I like to. Yeah, a, that's right. That's uh, right, room. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> just, just dead. Yeah. Anyway, See, yeah. a magic trick. I, I just made unfurled silent. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really easy. You just wait a week. Yeah. <laughs> Tra -la -la -la. <laughs> um, so we were going to talk about a thing, and I forget what it was. TPP. TPP. We were going to talk about it, and then Carr talked about Excuse it. Excuse you. He he did. Uh, and talk then we about started it. talking about fridges and houses yeah. and the uh, loss of culture. Well. One of the things of TPP will cause loss of culture, but you know, that's, you know, car covered that kind of, there's a lot of scary shit in there about like the food industry and the drug industry. Basically it, a lot of it is the rest of the world is going to have to turn into the States when it comes to food and drug stuff. Yeah. that They have that backwards. Yeah. The States has yeah. to become everyone else. Yeah. Cause like food law, like specifically like dairy and eggs and stuff like that are fairly heavily regulated and Canada is apparently going to have to make some concessions in that area. Yeah. Fuck. No. Yeah. No, I don't want like, worse food because. Yeah. And then also drugs and selling drugs and Forcing pricing and shit like that. Like, there's some like, shitty. Let, let me just say this right now. There's nothing about the states that I want to emulate. Exactly. Nope. Like um, the fact that this is a that this is even being discussed in secret, no less, is fucking mind-boggling and terrifying. Yeah. And is so, scarier than any horror story I've ever read. Yeah, so the the <laughs> yeah. big thing about it, it was discussed in private specifically to finalize the language. Um, and now that it's finalized, it, and a lot of people kind of had this wrong, it's the battle's not over. It wasn't, it's not in place. Um, what they were doing was each country's leaders were talking about what they want in it. And then now that everyone's, all the leaders have agreed on what's happening in this international agreement on an international level, it comes down to the national level and it's up to each country's uh, governments then using their government processes to uh, actually put it in and make it law. Um, so it's got to go through the U.S. Congress. It's got to go through Canadian. Uh, uh, um, oh, God, I don't know if that's like parliament or legislature House or House of Commons. I don't know which building 
but it's got to go through our government. It's got to go through the European government. Like it's got to go through all of them. And if the Canadian government, for example, says, you know what? Fuck no. Um, I mean, we, then we're not in it. Uh, it might suck to not be in it. I will say that it'll fuck with a lot of international trade if we don't agree to it. Uh, but there's some scary shit in there about um, things like ISPs in all countries being forced to give up the location of people infringing on copyright. Uh, things like enforcement of um, uh, breaking digital copy, like digital locks. Uh, so things like that whole John Deere issue. Yep. Um, that will become legally enforceable on an international level. Um, like, okay. I want to know at what point this whole thing became about, like, you know, the states assimilating everyone else. Like, it's not they... just the states; it's China and like well, it, and it's, shit it's, like that. It's a like... lot of shit. Uh, but uh, it, it, there was a lot of U.S. corporate influence involved. Apparently, sure. so. so like, fuck this shit. Like, yeah. why? Why is it even being entertained? Is what I would like to know. Uh, because corporations rule the world pretty much is why. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's, but they, I don't know. It doesn't seem like they have much to gain. The fact that it's like, let's emulate shitty product for no real reason when we're giving out good product that people won't um, complain about. More relaxed laws mean less money spent on making sure your product is up to snuff. Yeah, yeah because it's, that's never caused issues. It's all about profit, right? It, it is, yeah. understandably so, but at the same time, it's like you're not going to profit very much if nobody wants any of your product. But then what are where are people, people going to do for eggs and milk, right? People find a way. Yeah. With, with the internet thing, I, I already found a way. So pro tip for all of our listeners worried about the internet shit that's happening, get yourself a VPN account. Get yourself on private internet access or yeah. Tunnel Bear or something. Don't use Tor. Tor is broken and has been compromised. Get an actual VPN service and pay for it. I right now buy, uh, I subscribe to private internet access. It's 50 bucks a year. And I have IP addresses in the States. I have IP addresses in Russia Anywhere I want to be, I can be there, and it's not logged, it's untraceable, and the IP addresses are shared across multiple accounts. So, even if I were to somehow get tracked back to the people who are using that IP address, I'd be among a list of a bunch of other people, and they'd have to prove which one of us it was. So, get yourself an I a, a VPN pay for it and just use it don't worry they'll probably just sue all of you <laughs> well that's the thing is they'd have a hard time but it, that was another thing is there's like provisions in there about like u.s corporations suing canadian citizens and stuff yeah no uh, we're not specifically Ugh. u.s but like international enforcement of stuff so there's a lot of bullshit i'm not happy I personally want it to burn in flames and everyone who thought it up to join it. <laughs> and yeah, it sounds pretty terrible. That is for sure. Yeah, it's not going to be a good thing. So, yeah, and someone in the chat mentioned the hidden PIPA and SOPA stuff. Like, it it, it does include all of that. Yeah. It's bad. Bad news is what it sounds bad like. Bad news bears. Don't like it. 
uh coming the elections definitely uh well not the elections because uh once this shit's released we're gonna have about 60 days in the states to do anything about it uh they have to release the full wording of it within 60 days of it being voted on in the states i don't know what the law is in canada um but once it comes out in the states uh, they'll have 60 days to start really freaking out before it's voted on yeah so i'm not going to instigate or condone riots but, but riot but, but i hope people same, riot. <laughs> the how about letters time, how about letters if people were to riot i, I wouldn't know, say they're bad people there, there, there's a point to which letters to your congress and all that just don't work do something like there's like look at all of the shit that's getting like passed in the state you you have advances in one area but then we're getting thrown back to the stone ages in some others yeah and so. people aren't doing anything. I no. I agree with that, but at the same time, though, unfortunately, with things like things like riots and stuff like that, you get you get too many bandwagoners who are just like, "Hey, that guy's fighting for something. I'm gonna just go throw a trash can through you know a privately owned <laughs> business for no fucking reason." That's a problem. Is well, I people just, don't have I mean, directed we, rage. It's we just, only have to look to Vancouver to realize why riots are a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly however, it. However, right, rioting over a hockey game is not a just cause. Rioting. Over to your... the right people on the right areas is for something like this. Maybe, maybe is... not riot, but protest. Protesting, yeah. protest yeah. is better because yeah. rioting. There's going to be, you know, as well as I do, that there's going to be like twenty people out of that, you know, two thousand that are like rioting against against this, and the rest of them are just going to be like, oh, cool. It's time to start a riot. Get free stuff, loot, no. you know, well, and, throw and stuff, riot, start like, fires. Riots like don't I'm, really have specific intent either. Yeah, no, what I'm talking about is like full-blown marches in the streets. Yeah, actual yeah, protests. Yeah. Like, not even just like the whole we're doing this within the letter of the law protest. I mean, like take over a street and when the police tell you to leave, don't. 150,000 people, good luck getting them out of there. Don't want violence, but shutting down an area of a city for a while... It might do some good, like yeah, I, it'll just, at least get you noticed. Like I mean, this ne people, if there is a protest happening in Calgary about it, I'm there immediately. Like it's the kind of shit where this kind of crap cannot cannot be tolerated, even kind of, not even like a little bit, not even for the sake of peace. Right, people talk about like you know, uh, you got to keep no, not even for the sake of peace. This isn't worth that. This is more than that. Well, they're breaking the peace by doing all of this shit. Yeah, so I they're mean, violating everyone. A little bit of mischief here and there. I like there. I it. I'm angry about it. I am very, very angry, and I hope that the people who were involved in this someday face criminal charges like somehow like there's gotta be some kind of retribution involved in this like it's bullshit the whole thing is just crap it's it's pretty brutal and i mean like but you know do all you can do is what you can do you know what i mean like we can't 
on one hand, it's like you can't expect to, you know, people should take a stand and should, but but I mean, at the same time, yeah. they should also do it in a no, constructive way. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm not talking about like burning cars no, and throwing no, no, trash no, no, cans no, no, through but windows. Just, but just making a stand. like Making make, yourself a nuisance enough to make it so that they can't just tell you to go across the road onto public property and... It, it becomes a very... Um, difficult argument to start arguing where the line is when it comes to protesting don't break things and don't hurt people but at the same don't, time don't, don't hurt people but like so many people have the line and different places where it's drawn yeah and you you can't really tell somebody that their way of protesting something is the incorrect way unless they're hurting unless people. you're specifically killing somebody and like, not just not killing, but like maiming, vandalizing harming. and looting and hurting people is not the answer. But at the same time, but you a are quiet still sit down like, and maybe, maybe you're Kumbaya not maybe you're not work. physically hurting people, but you're hurting them in plenty of other aspects. You know, people that do have jobs that maybe aren't directly related by these protests, you're still inciting some degree of harm on them. Be you know. Not physically, but in other ways. I, I that's like that's a hard argument to make. It's a, th this is my point. Uh, it, it, you, it can be you, over. It's it's tough to exactly draw. You you I can't think, the specific line of what to do and what not to do. It's going to be based on a lot of factors. You they, can't say when a protest is and is not just. Yeah, because well, we have our different justifications. Just. Right. the The thing for me is that something like this, like. Like I was going to say, sitting down and singing Kumbaya on a in a fucking park, like, that's not going to do anything. This, like... It doesn't have to be like that, though. Yeah. You it, know what well, I mean? There, it needs to be a lot more than that. It can't be something where, the you know, the government's just going to call the police and tell you to cross the street and be quiet, and then they're going to go about their day like nothing's going on. Like, that's not going to do shit. It, it needs, yeah, it definitely needs to cause an inconvenience. Yeah. Right? That That is the point of, of any kind of peaceful, peaceful protest, is to make yourself heard in a way that you are not just being pushed out of the way. Yeah. And yeah. that that's what I mean, is like take, like, take over an area, and when the police tell you to go, don't, because it has to hurt. It's got to hurt. It's got to hurt the right people, but nothing's going to happen if it doesn't. If they can shove you aside and just ignore you, then they will. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. You have to make them feel it. And I don't have the answers for where and how. Just, I mean, there, there are people who study ethics, you know, every year of their lives who ethics, can't draw that line for you. Okay? Ethics in protesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I'd right. love to take the philosophy course that is involves ethics in government protest. I'm sure <laughs> there are papers written. I'm sure you can find the academia in there. Yeah. Uh, charm, charm protesting. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Go cool. to charm school, learn how to protest. Perfect. Balance the book like, on your head and <laughs> fight for your rights. All good. People are getting mad, but they're not doing anything. Nope. Like, and going to Reddit doesn't fucking count. No, that, that is endemic of society ev today. Every time I see a fucking Facebook or Reddit post about like, this, my first answer is going to be go out and protest then. Yeah. Well, like, like the whole, like, we did it Reddit kind of thing, like the whole haha joke on themselves. Like, that's exactly what people are fucking doing. 
they're bitching about things on the internet. They're like bringing attention to these things using Reddit, which is great, but that's all they're doing. This is where I wish that I like owned Microsoft because what would happen is I'd just be like, hey, guess what? Every Windows computer turns off now and doesn't get to turn back on until this is gone. You'd be sued with antitrust so fast. Oh, that doesn't matter. They wouldn't get turned back on. I'd be like, yeah, no, you can take my fortune. They don't turn back on. They don't until this goes away. Guess what, world? The entire planet's fucked. Every one of your servers is down. Ha <laughs> On Honestly, it's, <laughs> I think I think still leaving it to people doing it kind of in their own way. Like the problem is, is it's so hard to organize a large group of people that with varying degrees of anger and ideas of what a protest is and what they want to say and what they want to do and it's just honestly organized it's like trying to organize a not even a pack of rabid wolves but like a bunch of rabid animals a bunch of cats different (laughs) yeah cat wrangling it's fucking it's impossible (laughs) like you can't no it's the problem is i think i think people just need to say something in some way form or another hopefully it'll be a more useful something but i mean you know it'd be it'd be great to you know it'd be great to do like a a big protest shut down a street do these things but you know the unfortunately the reality of it is is people are mentally lazy in a way where it's like <laughs> it's like they want to get mad at home but then not actually do well, anything. anything people are apathetic they're nihilistic they're like oh what difference will it make yeah, yeah. that's and you know on one hand again it's like you can blame them but you can't blame them because there's too many people with too much money that favor one way or the other which means that you can do something and it's great that you're doing something. It's like, even if you try and fail, at least you tried. It just oh. sucks the fact that there's that many people with that and much like, money holding all the cards and controlling everything. Consider you know. consider a company like... like People's ability to protest can be summed up in like EA, where they keep coming out with games. They keep breaking promises. They keep putting shit out. They keep killing my favorite companies. Unfinished, unpatched. They kill the good companies. Man. And people are like, let's ban- or, um, let's boycott EA. We're not going to pre-order or buy anything. Record fucking profits. Or yep. this is why I'm so disappointed with my pre-order game. I'm like, you fucking... You pre-ordered. The, the other day I saw just... The example that drove me so mad is a guy was bitching about the new Madden, how it basically hadn't changed anything, how, you know, the character, it was the same game, just with a new number on it. Yeah. Uh, And there were more bugs than the previous version, like they'd actually broken shit between versions. And um, someone went up to him, he's like, so don't buy it. And he's like, oh no, I was there midnight to to pick it up, my pre-order. It's like, but why? Yeah, why? If if this was a concern and you knew this was going to be a concern, I have not paid money for an EA game since Bioshock. Like that was the last one. No, I've, I've I bought newer think, stuff than that. I but. think I got Bioshock Two as a gift, but like other than that, like I have not purchased an EA product in that long. And like it's the kind of thing where. You know, if EA were to buy Bethesda, I would never play Fallout again. 
<laughs> like I am that dedicated. I would never buy another Fallout game. Yeah, and that's like, good. That's the dedication you need yeah. to actually follow through. I heard one of my roommates talking about how they pre-ordered Fallout 4, and I came out and I was like, what the fuck did you just do? And they're like, we pre-ordered Fallout 4. I'm like, no, don't. Stop pre-ordering. Stop doing that. They're like, but it's Fallout. I'm like, I don't care. This is how this happens. This is what, like, they come out with pre-orders and then they already have your money. That's, and But that's not... I remember I was I was exactly here when you yeah. made said comment and I can't say my five dollars that I put down on a fucking pre-order that company's laughing all the way to the bank <laughs> yeah and we got this guy's five dollars yeah and don't, and don't get me wrong and here's the thing at any time I can retract that money that I've put down. Yeah. They don't have my money well, yet because that, I can take it back at any that, time. That's the difference though. You like you didn't do like a full price pre-order, right? Cuz there is the online where you just buy the game for the 70 whatever the fuck dollars and then it's yours. Yeah, right? Digital's um, a little bit different, yeah. but like even then just do it through Steam cuz you've got your 2 weeks to return. Yeah. Right. That that's the thing that's changing that is going to help improve this yeah um i'm Can not gonna i'm not gonna go as far as say like never pre-order my recommendation would be make sure you know who you're giving uh, your money they have to, to have yeah. your trust yeah yeah like i won't ever pre-order anything ea i want to see it i want to see it in its full form and i want to see it done i'm never buying it even if ea gets better i'm never buying an ea product they own some stuff i absolutely want to play so yeah yeah oh they own some stuff i want to play too i want to play bioshock infinite I'm never gonna buy it. It's it's amazing though. Never once. That's I, the thing is, I it's amazing. It. It's super good. I disagree with the con with the company fundamentally. I refuse to play that game, even if EA suddenly turns it around 180. I still want them to burn burn to the ground. Like, weren't I, we just talking about the whole thing where if people see the error of their ways? That their past action shouldn't be held against them. They killed Maxis, okay? Uh, that is unforgivable. Okay. Hey, hey, no. But you are going, it still exists. <laughs> you are going directly against the whole thing you were in favor for like two weeks ago. Maybe if they get a new CEO and board of directors. Okay, yeah. this isn't employees. Reddit. It'll take it'll take some some significant change. Uh, yeah. I I put it this way. I don't. I could really care less whose name is on part of the box. If I buy said product and I enjoy said product, I really don't care. I really, I really don't. And don't get me wrong. They did very shitty, shitty things. <laughs> That's totally understandable. But you know what? I'm sorry, but again, Bioshock is amazing. And yep. I've honestly, I've never, it's a very rare game experience that I've ever had that I've been that involved in the characters, Which the one? story, all of them I, have I been did fucking mind blowing. I did enjoy the first one. That was a good game. And all I have to say is the DLC to Bioshock Infinite was for DLC I have never ever my expectations gone <laughs> blew out the goddamn window just blown out the water seriously yeah. 
uh, you you play the DLC like a, a few hours. Oh, okay, I pay a little bit of money. That's no amazing. It's incredible, incredible writing, incredible. Seriously, it's it's great, and I'm not going to give that up just because a company did some shitty things with other games and other that sucks okay that's balls and i agree with you on that on that portion of it that sucks <laughs> they should they should be held accountable for that stuff but that's where you're going to run into the problem is yeah. they've already put the product out so you can't hold them accountable before it comes out the only way you can make these companies listen because people have been shouting at them have been writing them letters for years it doesn't change them you, you have, have to, to change it with the dollar. You have to because that's yeah. where you hit them. Well, and yeah. and these letters, are, you know, probably start with, you know, I bought your most recent game, or I've been buying games for years, or I pre-ordered blank. Yeah, and, and, and this and is like their sixth fucking letter to them. Yeah, when they're like, I pre-ordered yeah. fucking Madden 2015 for some reason. And, and you know that exactly what happens when they get that letter. It starts off with, I just bought, and they go, okay. Cool, you bought it. I don't care anymore. No, they probably just burned the letter. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I know it. I, I've seen different parts of EA trying to change. The thing is, it's huge. Right? It is not a small publisher. That's the other thing, is they're the publisher, not the developer. And so you get into these layers of complexity of the problem. Yep. Like, and yeah, it, it's going to be... It's inter I'm interested to see where they'll be in the next five years. Well, you know, as a publisher, it's still your job to make sure that these things are polished before they're submitted. Well, that's the problem that EA has is they want it out now, not when it's finished. Because that Warner never Brothers. causes but, problems. But that, I don't know, but then you're, yes, okay, you can change it with the dollar, but then you're killing the developer. The, they unfortunately, need to develop better you, the games. developer is stuck in EA, right? Yep. You cannot get to the developer otherwise. Because if they want to leave, EA goes, okay, all of your property we'll just keep it's now yeah right. it's now ours and so if you know you like bioshock but but what if the next one comes it's two hours long and you have to buy all the rest of the packs and dlc right yeah. Yeah. that's the the trend that was started and now they're moving back right yeah. they're realizing and a lot of developers and publishers are realizing that the whole early access release it now finish it later attitude has been biting them in the ass warner brothers was the most recent but not the only one who did something like this and went oh shit what have we done like because the integrity is being lost oh big time. and that part ea's integrity yeah. is gone yeah right in the gaming world no one goes oh here comes ea's next title and it's guaranteed to be good. like and my it does unfor it, well it is unfortunate too that you'll end up hurting the developer but at the same time too maybe that'll discourage other developers from getting involved with ea well, my my income is not a charity to the developers of ea who really went into that particular industry knowing what the consequences were really oh, you know what i'm completely i'm totally fucked uh are you gonna get called out for yeah uh bioshock i'm i'm mixing this up with bioware uh, oh yeah, yeah no no uh bioshock yes is owned by 2k games lol uh and was not published by ea so i stand corrected and now you get to play it and now i get to play it but uh, man you were <laughs> you were adamant about but, that how did you mess that up i uh how did you f i don't <laughs> play video games that's my excuse I, how did you fuck that up so badly i gotta say that 
I was not convinced that DEA was part of Bioshock. Uh, yeah, they're not. Yeah, no, I'm getting uh, confused with Bioware. Uh, so Bioware though did put out. Ma- yeah, Mass Effect. Yeah. That's the one. And I don't own Mass Effect. Uh, wait, again. no, I think I own the first one. Again. Yeah. Again, amazing. Yeah, I have I have to admit, except for the physical mechanics of the first one drove me crazy and I stopped playing. Uh-huh. But the other two, uh, it's been a while since I've gotten that emotionally involved in characters in a video game. Yep. So that was refreshing. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? Because of what I've seen from EA... Right, the new Mass Effect is coming. Uh, for, uh, is it Andromeda that it's called? Something like uh, that. Yep, Mass Effect Andromeda released in 2016. So I will not pre-order it. I will not uh, put money into it until it's been out for a couple of weeks because I want reviews I trust of how finished it is, how good the story is, and I'm still waiting to see how much EA is going to follow their pattern that they have with other companies. Because they started on Bioware with Tor, right? The Old Republic. Yep. They fucked that game for its story development. They cut money. Their writers all got slashed. The voice acting in some of their deals or some of the expansions has been basically non-existent. The story's been gone. Yep. But the next expansion is a story expansion. It's all about the plot. So that's going to be sort of my, you know, finger in the water. See how much they've changed and... We'll go from there. Yeah. Um. And Dead Space was another one that EA fucked. Dead Space 1, great. Dead Space 2, eh, I don't uh, know if I like this Dead game. Dead Space 2 was pretty good. I thought the then f- Dead Space 3 happened. That and- one was a little funny. <laughs> I, not bad, but a, a little... A little, like, de- definitely removed from the first two. And also the concept of putting, like, micro microtransactions into a game like that. They call it, like, it's a 70 fucking dollar game. Like, just fuck off. Like, just <laughs> miles and miles of off. Well, because I bought Dead Space 2 used, I had the whole, like, where's your download key or whatever fucking bullshit that comes that yeah. you don't get with a used game. Oh, yeah. you get you're you're getting into like online pass territory and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's fucking bullshit. I'm sorry. If I buy a game and I want to give it to somebody, they should be able to just play that game. Like, I'm not playing it. Why do I? Why is the license bound to me? This isn't fucking bind on pickup. Like it, it is now. Welcome <laughs> to the internet. It's fucking shit. Yep. <laughs> I vow to you right now. If I ever start some kind of software or games development company, this is the kind of shit that will like. If I have a VP or exec even suggest it, it will be you're fired now, immediately. You don't get a severance. Goodbye. Like, ah. Uh, well, well, when it happens, send me the video. It, it's never happening. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. I, I, will, th- I will never be there for <laughs> I, I, I think I think we're done this topic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's email time. It sure is. Who wants to start? Yeah. So Gun- Gunzuka ha- did mention too that yeah he did give me Dead Space too. So it was Dead Space that I was talking about where I said I bought the first one, and then I got gifted the second one. Yeah. So I was getting uh, Bioshock mixed up with Dead Space is what happened. And now you are going to look like an asshole <laughs> and on now, the internet. Yeah. Now I look yeah, like you're, an you're asshole. You're going to look Don't like a major ever asshole for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's gonna be good. I, I, I can't. I, I wish I could see like the rage on some people's faces <laughs> as they hear you 
badmouth Bioshock. I wasn't badmouthing Bioshock. I was badmouthing EA, who I thought developed. You were badmouthing the concept that is yeah. the Bioshock and its creators. And with, with Dead Space too, like Dead Space, like that's what I was talking about. Like, no, like, we're done this topic. I, I just I wanted Dead Space two to be good so badly. It was. It was okay. Okay, too critical and massively forgiving. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I I agree with the first part of that statement. No, you, you know I love you, Tell, but sometimes your expectations for things are fucking too lofty, goddamn high. Have, like the, the rent. There is, too goddamn high. There is nothing wrong with having high expectations. No, but sometimes. You, you, know, sometimes. you know what it does do, though, is that it takes the joy out of things. <laughs> that means, like, and nothing that, is that may good be enough. okay for you. You, but know what, you know what I call it? I call it not settling for less. No. Taking the joy out of just about uh, everything it's else. It's okay not to not to settle, but to, to nothing you, is good unless it's... <laughs> fucking immaculate it has that, to be up here that's the way some people are though i mean i know a few people who if it's not perfect it's bad right especially in things like movies if it is not the best fucking movie they've seen it's trash and that's and that's just how some people are you can't tell them they're wrong that's no, their opinion absolutely not but still though it's o like only I guess good can come from holding people to high expectations or disappointment. Yes. Or disappointment. A lot of disappointment. Uh, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> bad tell that, sword, tell that bad. to the kid of like, of, of like extremely overbearing parents and tell them what extremely high expectations will get you. <laughs> Usually it's suicide. Tommy, when you doctor. <laughs> Good lord. You just had to turn this into a suicide thing. <laughs> you, had to, you had to fucking bring it in with... High expectations can only possibly lead to good things. EA is not committing suicide because I expect more from EA them. EA is they a piss-poor example of high expectations. <laughs> okay, okay. You, shush. You, sort of shush. You, sort of shush. I think we need to move on. I've, I've been trying to stop the conversation. <laughs> if, uh, if Tal tries to continue, unplug his microphone, we'll fix him later. Here, you know how we're going to move on? I had the greatest 30th birthday ever 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 it's obviously my only one but greatest birthday experience ever it was amazing and that's all I have to say about it <laughs> <laughs> I, I went and saw Guar and I saw I saw I got covered in blood and piss Door. and slime and utter milk and all sorts mm. of and butt juice that's all i can really call it it, it butt came juice. it came from a weird a prosthetic butt and sprayed on me so and it was an of an uh, undiscernible color so there you have it lovely it, it was an amazing amazing time that it sounds so like good it. Did, oh. you, did you wear a white shirt Oh yeah, I yeah. got all certs at Curver. <laughs> it was good. That no, that shirt is that shirt's done. Yep. I I bought that one day. That's all it took. <laughs> That's all it took. It was it was good. My hair was slicked with many fluids. Yep. Yes, and if you wouldn't know what I was talking about, such as at work today, I described the experience as being covered in. Last night I got covered with so many different types of fluids, and. 
with mixed ears listening, <laughs> it's it was the best birthday ever because blank. And you know, <laughs> without many people knowing me there, it's yeah, it's maybe not. Probably yeah. should, stuff see, shouldn't be said in mixed see, company. I, I, I know you too well. So if you'd have come to me and just said, I got covered, uh, last night was amazing because I got covered in various fluids. I'd be like, you went to a show? Was it, was it a guar show? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I love you, Tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, email! email. Well, also, um, just wanted to mention a bit of con news is that oh. for anyone interested in uh, attending RF uh, next year, um, they don't have a hotel right now. Yeah. They got kicked out. I know that they released that statement saying they, they basically put out a letter to all con attendees going the we all have to band together and be responsible and report suspicious activity. Yep. And I'm like, yes, you are partially correct. However, um, they like had no real supervision of the entire con and yep. See, uh, Scheduling I, was kind of a shit show. I, I, I agree. Somebody on that post, like it was posted on Reddit and somebody on the post actually brought up a good point. And I think that they like every con should take this as a lesson because I'm sorry. Furries aren't all amazing and happy and cute, fuzzy critter. No, people are shitty and just by definition, thus furries are shitty too. Okay. We're like just the way it is. We're we're not exempt from the rules of the shittiness of the general populace. Nobody is. <laughs> so you've got to put in some effort into curbing that. And this is one of the reasons why I really hate actually that whole like we're super accepting and you can't ever call out people in the fandom because that makes you mean. Remember what I said about taking the fun out of like the joy out of things? <laughs> well, I mean, the, I like the way AC handled it. What AC did is they told the hotel that if the hotel has any complaints, give us the room number and the name and they're banned for life, right? So if anybody in a room trashes a room, they're banned from AC forever. It's done, mm -hmm. right? And well, the, that significantly curbed a lot of the, the shenanigans the most, that were going on. The most interesting point about the whole letter thing is that um, they, when they were like, you know, pulling, uh, pulling a, a con attendee's admission is our absolute last resort, and as it should be, but they're far too lenient on yeah. that. Like, they pulled five... For the guy in the hallway with the diaper, the like, well, and I, I don't know who specifically got pulled, but so people destroyed the hot tub. The elevator was broken the first day. There was a guy in a diaper out in the hallway and whatever the fuck else that happened that they, there was some guy like fucking freaking out in the parking lot because drugs, I assume. Yep. It doesn't like, help that that con was in general, the drug con. So <laughs> like the... It, Pulling somebody's attendance should not be that much of a last resort. No, it, it's one of those like, and that's the other <coughs> thing too, is I'm actually kind of really disappointed that they hadn't completely banned fetish gear in fucking public. Like, fuck, <laughs> fuck's sake. Like it's, it's fucking fetish gear and there's kids for reals. Like this isn't like, 
keep your gayness in the closet. This is blatant, like leather fucking gimp suits out in the hallways with three-year-olds running around. Like, that's not cool. <laughs> no, I think I think it's okay to be proud of what you like, but I don't think it's okay to have everyone else suffer for it. I mean, they, like, people go there, people go there almost, it's not that they go there not to see that stuff, but they shouldn't, they shouldn't have to pay to deal with that. Yeah, well, That's not I, fair. I have nothing. I have absolutely no problem. If somebody like gets a suite and throws a huge ass fucking diaper shit BDSM fucking party. But inside in, it, right? In their room. Yeah, right? It's yeah. private and it doesn't infringe on others. Exactly. Like that. There is nothing wrong with that. Just make sure you clean up after so the con doesn't get fucking kicked out of the hotel. We all want to enjoy this again next year. Yeah. But well, that was the other thing. They almost kicked out the hotel. Like they, the con like halfway through the convention. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is like AC has completely banned like bondage fetish gear. Like you can't go mm-hmm. around wearing fucking like there was even a thing where harnesses were starting to become questionable um, because people would basically throw on a husky fursuit and use that in his excuse or as an excuse to wear like a full like full leather bondage and they're like no it's a dog harness for a dog sled and uh-huh. it's like no we all know what yeah. that fucking is yeah i'm there, sorry there's no illusions yeah. but husky dog sled harnesses don't include cuffs with d-rings like you know <laughs> yeah no it's it's one of those cases of you need two things to figure that out one eye and an asshole yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so it's like you know just get your shit together keep the sex where sex belongs i.e not in fucking public yeah not in plain sight of the general the, this isn't a sex clientele. convention right yeah it's exactly. a furry convention well, even sex conventions don't allow sex shit in the hallways no, you, it doesn't <laughs> like i don't know if you've ever seen like an actual sex industry convention they're fucking clean yeah, yeah. because they're well they're a trade show <laughs> like, right that's just, it's a business yeah, so, you know, the, the people don't fuck in the hallways and wear gimp suits unless they're at a booth that's specifically selling bondage gear. But even but then, like that is inside and behind doors. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like it, it's they're there for that specific reason, but, like, you know, don't walk don't, out into the street. I, I think I think this is kind of the the breakdown. I'm I think we're all a firm believer and let your freak flag fly. All right. And do what you want to do. Be happy. You know what? Whatever makes you happy, you should be able to do it. But on the other hand, okay. Don't make me deal with it. That. And it's also, it's no secret, absolutely no secret outside the fandom that there is a lot of haters of the fandom. All right. There's no secret. And the problem is, is in doing these things all you're doing is enforcing those people with narrow minds about the fandom that they're right Yeah. by being yep. outside in those suits. And then people that don't act like that, that want to enjoy the fandom and not, and not be stuck in this like little fucking corner that, you know, you're all awful kind of thing. You're, you're just, you're making those people's lives worse because yep. they don't want to They're because they're not out in the hallway, you know, jerking off onto the walls 
You know, yeah. they'll just be like, well, everybody must be like that. <laughs> and yeah. you have to assume that people outside the fandom are kind of unfortunately going to think like that because it's kind of, it's yeah. sort of a narrow-minded, well, shitty society like, sometimes. The, the big thing about it is that, like, I mean, people who know me, I'm in, like, they know I am into some shit when it comes to kinky stuff. Like... Like when I when I talk about this, sometimes people are like, "Well, you just don't get it." I'm like, "No, believe me, trust me. I get the appeal of a gigantic <laughs> leather harness and D rings. Believe me, I know how great those are." But at the same time, you don't go downtown Calgary with one on. I mean, yeah. and, well, and that's the thing is that would even be different. I would be more willing to be to defend somebody doing that just in public on their own than here's like here's the key. When they do that at a convention, I everybody in that hotel is now a representative of the fandom, yes. right? Yep. So what they are doing is now reflecting on everybody there. Yeah. So exactly. you've got to act like it, right? If you want to just go out into fucking Seattle wearing a fucking diaper or whatever, fucking all the power to you, because. It's not a reflection. The on only person you're reflecting on at that point is yourself. Is yourself, right? You're not involving other people in your shit. Yeah. Right? So act like that. Act like everyone around you is affected by what you're doing, which it's true. So just do it. Oh, my God. It's not hard. I, th I think it's time for emails. It's time yeah, for emails. I, yeah. I, I'm a sleepy I yeah. agree. <laughs> I get sleepy. Okay, emails. But good talk, though. Good talk. Mm -hmm. Who wants to start? Uh, well, you well, normally start, don't you? Uh, I have. It doesn't mean we need to I, make it a thing. Here, I'll start. I've got emails up. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, this one's from Grumper. Uh, the unfurled cast. I'm Grumper the Bear and wanted to touch on some recent news about Amazon. Vanders have a legend. Vanders. Vendors have allegedly leaked memos about a ban on sales of Chromecast and Apple TV. That did happen. Apple TV and Chromecast stuff is banned huh. uh, off Aww. of uh, it, they... basically anything that doesn't have the Amazon streaming service that is a streaming uh... unit is no longer allowed to be sold. Oh, okay. okay, that makes sense. Um, my thoughts are thus. It's a it's on questionable ground. Whilst Apple does only sell their own products, Dell, HP, etc., I consider them a specialty shop, selling only their products and a few others, often directly related. Amazon, on the other hand, I consider a general store. You can get anything and everything from them, so they are on shaky ground due to them specifically targeting two competing products. Uh, uh, I'll tell you right now, no. it's a business. It's yep. private. They can choose to sell whatever they want. If they want to sell only things that have an Amazon logo on it... That is their choice. It is their right to sell products they want to sell. Yep. Right? Amazon actually went put out a statement saying that they want to make sure, like, the way they spun it is that they want to make sure that everything they sell plays nice with Amazon products. But here's the thing. They don't put their Amazon products on anything but Amazon products. Yeah. So they're, you know, th that's the direction they're going. And... The answer really boils down to what we were talking about before. They don't need your money. Buy it somewhere else. Yep. Give them your money. Well, that and they're going to be way less inclined to sell a competing product if they have their own streaming service. Yep. And yes, it absolutely is self-serving. 
Yep. But it's a business and that's their angle. It just means they're not going to get the money for the Chromecasts when the new Chromecast comes out. Yeah, like, exactly. So, And if they're okay with that, I'm sure we can yeah. all deal with that. I'm <laughs> sure we I, can all spend our money. I can go to Best Buy right now and pick up a Chromecast. I don't need Amazon. Exactly. exactly. So just don't buy it from Amazon. Exactly. Not that well, you, you could can't. if you wanted to. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> so, they, I mean, they're giving up money. So yep. just, that's that's their deal. You All don't the power have to, to give them money. Eh. Uh, there's more, yes, a little so bit. So it kind of yeah. It says by the time you read this, the allegations posted on ours, Bloomberg, blah blah blah, may be proven false. Though it still provides an interesting discussion on the bounds of antitrust <sighs> oh, laws. I wanted to touch on this. So this is not antitrust. Okay, antitrust is Microsoft forcing you to use their software in their product when they ship it to you and not allowing other options. Mm -hmm. Antitrust is a very technical area. And this this is just, you know, I own a store and I want to put this product on my shelves and not this product. Yeah, yeah right? this is my branded product. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of a way this could end up being antitrust. And the only way I could see it being antitrust is if they sold Apple TVs, but only with Amazon on it. And even then, that's not really uh, no it, good. No, it, it mm. Amazon can't. They're a retailer. Yeah, and right. it, it yeah. would be like uh, it'd be more like in their AWS service well, if I, they only allowed you to like do Amazon, Amazon streaming yeah, okay. and shit. Like, it, it, yeah, like, and even then, it would be Microsoft, pretty specific. Microsoft only having uh, Internet Explorer on their operating system has been a big yeah. Yeah, thing in so, other countries. Yeah, if my if like for example, if you couldn't install any other internet browsers, the concern you run into is Microsoft can do whatever they want to IE, and you have no control over that. Yeah, well, that's I'm, when the antitrust falls into place. Well, also the fact that my Internet Explorer is installed pre-existing on Microsoft. That was an issue Windows. in Europe. Yep. Yes, and but still, they expanded their antitrust to cover that. Yeah, but that that's like that's what antitrust covers. Right, it's you no longer being able to trust that the product you're buying is safe, secure, and trustworthy. Yeah, right. So next email. Uh, um, here we'll let Adam read this one. Hooray! Uh, good luck. Oh boy. <laughs> oh wait, that's the We Edit podcast. Yeah, someone is has actually, and I think it's really funny that this email came during a time where we didn't get an episode yeah. posted on I, time. I, I like this intro to Hi, Roland Vox and a Doom. Yeah, do you know what's funny? <laughs> I, I just updated our description to add all four of us in there, and I'm pretty sure you're like in the wraparound, your name gets put on another line, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that this has been generated using that. Yeah, see, I just like that, that they left out the editor on the <laughs> edit podcasts email. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll deal with that privately. Privately. You have the TavTav email. Oh. I like that I can turn my device upside down. <laughs> okay, oh, by the funny. way, don't read that name. Uh, the welcome back and then the name. Don't read that name. There is no name. It's which, upside down. Hold on. Which name? You're uh, upside down. Welcome back. And oh. the, well, yeah, that's a that's yeah, a real name. Obviously not. The, Hit, click the first one. 
<laughs> email technical difficulties. Well, it doesn't help that the first line of the email is a picture. So don't read that name in the welcome back. No, no, no. It's a typewriter and it's typed out Zabliblik over and over and over again. See? Typewriter. Oh. Neat. His magic. He was trying. Apparently. Go away. Ah. Sorry. Now my thing's being dumb. Uh, I think we're processing now. That, and that was the second one. I'm trying right, to figure so out what the hell's going on. Is there on. anything to read on this email? So it said, welcome back. A name we can't read. Uh, I tried to make this creepy. Did I succeed? More confusing, to be perfectly honest. Yep. And then he demanded to know when he gets his goddamn Timbits. You don't. Uh, come here and get some. They're, <laughs> they're, they're available. Come at us, bro. So, Adam, why don't you read the next one, yeah, which is an actual that, email. That, that was just... The one from Lugal Kerr. Uh, Kerr. Lugal Kerr. Lugal Kerr. Down at the bottom, he signed it. Okay. Sorry, everyone. It, sorry. To, to the person who sent us that previous email. Yeah, Lou Galker. All right. All right. Okay, we're on this. All right. <laughs> good. Good. Things are good. Sorry. I must have drank a little too many different fluids. Brain. <laughs> it's all good. Anyway. All right. So, Lou Galker writes, Today I am mailing from my chemistry lecture and not my recitation, I guess. Recitation? Yep. Recitation. Yeah. Recitation. All right, I did in English. So at least I am in the very back doing this question. If you could be president and be able to do three major things, what would they be? They don't have to be fixing problems, but could be making a new law or executive command. I.e., would you try to restrict carbon emissions, restrict fossil fuel harvesting, or would you make a lot forcing everyone on the Secret Service to suck your dick? <laughs> or a lot forcing work weeks to be no more than five days? Wacky, strange, evil, or serious? What things but, would you do? But a work uh, week is five days. Um, well, that depends on whether or not you live in the States. Okay. <laughs> so if I were president of the United States, I would, uh, like I said before, I would uh, fix the non-tax issues involving wall street and like the corporate loopholes of moving money to like tax havens and shit i would make bri like bribing and taking money as a political official like a prisonable offense and i mean <laughs> like any money at all this and like the whole like campaign contribution system zero that, all of that yeah. would just go away you know, if you find like, and all it would take and like, I'm talking laws where all it would take would be for a government official to at some point in their career, putting out, put out a law that severely benefits a company and then ending up with a job there kind of that's illegal. No benefit, private interest allowed period in the government. And then the third one would probably be some type of guarantee of a living wage. Yeah, something decent. Yeah. I'm sorry, but minimum wage should be able to sustain a person in a single apartment without roommates. Not well, but... But enough that you aren't worrying about food, clothing. Yeah, right. exactly. 
Because that's the thing, is if people end up taking welfare benefits, all that's happening is the government's paying for that shit anyway. So might as well make it so the companies that hire people actually have to pay for it instead of the government subsidizing Walmart's wages. Yay. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of a... <laughs> as for me, I'm probably too tired to actually think of good things to say. So blowjob law? Yeah, blowjob law. Griffin worship would be the only uh, allowed religion. Uh, stuff like that. I'm unimaginative right now. I'll just um, let Roland go. Uh, specifically making, you know, essentially forced overtime without pay for salary employees, you know, extremely illegal. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you know, 40-hour work week and then anything past that being, you know, at least time and a half uh, or legal. And, uh, like, no audited. You know, no extortion shit. <laughs> um make healthcare like at least like Canada's if not better um probably better make it like ours Norway's is, ours is still fine but like you know if if we're talking about realistic scenarios here let's let's go with what we know um what would be my third thing blowjob <laughs> uh actually enforce some sort of gun restriction that'll get you shot <laughs> Not with the gun restriction involved. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. My gun restriction will save me. (laughs) You can't shoot me. That's illegal. (laughs) God, fuck off, Tal. Let the other kids speak. Uh, Okay. Um, If I were El Presidente, I would... uh, Of Mexico? Yes. Free (laughs) ice cream for everyone. (laughs) Free free flan for everyone. Um... (laughs) No, I think so. On the topic of gut control, I I think I would I think I, w- I would allow anyone and everyone to have whatever gun they would want. I I would just I would just completely eradicate bullets out of the equation, any kind of ammunition, so you can own whatever fucking gun you want. But yeah. I will be the only or, one that has or, ammunition. Or you, or you impose like a anybody can own any gun. But only one gun per person. Yep. <laughs> you betcha. And bullets cost $50 a piece, no matter what. Yeah. What comedian was talking about that, where he was saying that, uh, you know, if you want to solve gun crime, just make bullets really expensive. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Like five grand a bullet. And suddenly killing that guy seems a lot less of a priority. Double the triple the price of the, the gun, the, <laughs> the firearm per bullet. Um, my second thing, I would make I would make all all higher ups or CEOs of any company spend at least a week out of every month in the trenches of their own company. So the the hard labor, the hard workers that, you know, from anything from the from the janitorial staff to, you know, the assembly line workers to the learn what you have to fucking do, what what you're making your workers do for the wage they're doing it. Yep. Uh, I think I think the whole role swap of boss and employee needed to be needs to be implemented in such a case like that. Honestly. Yep. That would be that would be brilliant personally um and then honestly i think mm, i'd blowjob 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be pretty amazing. But uh, but I'd like to I'd like to think not the current Secret Service. <laughs> I I no, can't. You, say- you'd have to go get like a super sexy Secret Service. Yeah, they, do do what all those like Middle Eastern princes do and have like the harem of female security guards. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, that's that's a thing, and that's ridiculous. Um, now, for for my third one, I think I would. Um, I gotta think of a good one. The blowjob one's pretty good, but I mean, um, oh, here we go. Here's a fun one. Since I talked about a couple of serious ones, here's a here's a fun one. I would I would dictate that. Only Guar can write your national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be fun. And it is not something that can be performed just musically, but you have to have nope. the stage show as well. Yes, they have to perform it at least once. Oh my god. <laughs> Every fucking football game would be a fucking shit show. <laughs> Almost <laughs> literally. Yeah. Literally a shit show. Uh, uh, awesome! Be so amazing. So, okay, Tal, this one's for you. You did this on purpose. <laughs> I didn't uh, do anything. Uh, okay. Good evening, Dick, Jason, Tim, and Damien. I don't. What? No, I, I don't understand. This one is. Which, no. which one are you? I'll let you decide who's who. Bonus points if you get the reference. I really don't. Um. All right, so I hope to see you at Levy's party if your luck might see me. If your luck... Oh, if your luck, you might see me. Well, I am not luck. <laughs> Why you no luck? Um, bad tell. Last week's episode is not up yet. Oh, here's an article for you. Be careful when you stream. Whoever... You never know who is watching and from how close. Uh, Twitch lives. Oh, uh, world of live streaming provoked us with no shortage of entertainment in recent weeks. Caught on the heels of a poor fellow in Japan who inadvertently streamed the footage of himself burning his house down. I watched that video. <laughs> uh, he burnt oh, his yeah. house down. That's uh, terrible. I heard about that. I yeah. only I watched before the house burning down. Part. Uh, comes a new video depicting a man who not only being arrested but robbed. Huh. 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 the eyes have it unanimous vote uh oh my god this is so long blah 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 it's got like the it's obviously copied right off the page because it's got the don't miss different article in the middle uh erotically yours eternal squirrel yeah i watched some of these and this gets into like that swatting shit that happens every once in a while my, I think that as shitty as swatting as there was one that was kind of funny because the guy was playing Counter-Strike and as the cop is standing there with him and he's like on the floor handcuffed, um, someone had called in saying that they were like a terrorist cell or something. Oh. And then on his computer, all you hear come out in the silence oh, is... No terrorists win uh, <laughs> and, and the cop just looks at him like what the hell was that <laughs> like oh that's funny it's a uh, game yep already so the next one here good luck is from the taco salesman dude and it is all fucking hashtags so it is at furries hashtag flabbergasted Hashtag Jesus Christ. Hashtag politics. Hashtags wow. Scary. 
no change, bring it back. Sociopaths, the face that you get when you do a lowercase o, a dot, and a lowercase o. Uh, hey, I didn't realize Tao pay, uh, played racing games. That is cool. What is his or any of the host's opinion on the driver franchise? The crew was very disappointing. I think that might have actually been a question. Yeah, the driver franchise. Yeah, driver. I honestly, my brother played that a ton, but I never did. Uh, nope, sure. Neither did I. I only play Forza, Gran Turismo, that, and lately Project Cars. That so. was the thing. I wonder what that's about. Yeah, so it sounds like all of us are no idea. Um, Sorry. What's next here then? Uh, hashtag pound sign. Haha. <laughs> uh, hashtag Taco Tober. Why won't you buy my tacos? I literally sell them on 14th Street by Nose Hill, probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hashtag tacos. Hashtag off the wall. Hashtag podcast. Hashtag still love you. I still love asterisk you anyways. Pound sincerely at your friendly taco salesman. And then there's two two footnotes. The first one is don't Ashley oop don't actually come looking to buy tacos and your mileage may vary. I, I kind of want to go there and see if there's tacos. I'm going to go yeah. find a taco joint on 14th near Nose Hill now. And just walk in and be like, so I'm going to go there like once a day and until someone comes up and is just like, fuck, here's your taco. <laughs> oh, that'll be good. Yep. Do it. I, I have one question my, though. What? Why, why taco tober? You could, Talktober just rolls off the tongue so much better. <laughs> and that's that's all I had to ask. Okay, Roland, your turn again. Greetings, oddballs. Uh, thanks for fixing the problem with the episodes not displaying as new. You're welcome. Although that is slightly less helpful when no new episodes get posted for nearly <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> but that is in the past now. Literally. Thanks, Tal. Uh, yeah, we're getting heck from not, our listeners not having, now. Yeah. Not having episodes for two weeks is all your fault. It wasn't quite two weeks. Uh, anyways, just some positive feedback for the group for you. The discussion and debate was quite enjoyable, as was Kikakar's piece. I, he I, doesn't know how to spell car. I know. He, he tried so hard, and I hate to say it, you still missed. Bracket K, bracket C, A, R, bracket R, apostrophe S, bracket question mark it's it's k and a car actually addressed this in his voice bit as well but it's k-a-a-r that's it yep so the discussion and debate was quite enjoyable as was car's piece about the political system i actually forgot what podcast i was listening to until roland mentioned something about furry names even though it's fun to hear about stupid things happening so often every so often in-depth conversation is nice as well cheers sashikari Hooray. Wow. It we, was like a real email. That yeah, was nice. We Whoa. actually got like praise. I, I like how we like, we're like, okay, we're going to do the semi-serious thing. And then we've been getting like fucking random emails nonstop every episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think there's another one here for Adam. There. May I? You may. I'm just bringing it up here. Uh-huh. I am gonna have to edit this part so hard. Why? Uh, Just the awkward silences. Yeah. Okay, we've got 
We got another one from Eternal Squirrel. It says, the EO dudes, they are the Robins. Why you no read Batman? Oh, Eternal Squirrel. Because he's in the stream right now and he's telling us who, who the, they are. Okay, yeah. that actually makes sense, though I only recognize two of them now. Yep, yeah, uh, I looked it up and I'm like, oh, hey, it's, it's a DC thing. Who are the Robins? Like Batman, Batman and, and Robin. Oh, He's talking yeah. about the co- the Robins that have been throughout the comic Dick books. Dick Grayson. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I get it now. I get I, it. I, I still don't because I don't know don't. the names of any of the Robins. You don't know who fucking it. Robin is like, I do. at all? Yeah, like Robin, I do, Nightwing. But I, I literally only know him by the name Robin. I, I don't know any of the names. I just know now that they are, in fact, the iterations of Robin. I actually didn't even know there was more than one. It's, See that I, that I didn't know. Well, it's like there's more than one Nick Fury. Yep. There's I, more than one wait, Superman. There is. Yes. There's more than uh, one Batman. No, all of the Batmans are Bruce Wayne, though. No. What? No. We'll, we'll educate you later. Just, just yeah. like the Green Lantern. Yeah. Oh. And in fact, there, there's several of them. Sometimes at the same time. I mm-hmm. I only know because a lot of my friends are like major comic book nerds. Well. I'm not a nerd, I guess. No, nope. just please, not that kind please, of nerd. Please hand in your badge at the table. Yep. <laughs> so we'll take your decoder ring back. Okay. So this one is from Gunzuka. Dear Unfurled, it's me again, Gunzuka, and I am back giving you another badly written email and hearing you talk about how scary show or movie. And I will say I avoid scary thing, but I will say it does find me in real life. i remember a tornado hitting pine lake when i was living near there at the time so when there is any heavy wind outside i will have to look out the window just to see if there is any spinning clouds and also my brother would have fun with me down the driveway swerving left and right with any type of shit car he had at the time and now i am always a little scared about driving at any time <laughs> but hey, are there anything that you are a little or completely scary about and why you're always enjoyable unskilled email ferret Gunzuka? Well there. Yes, I hope that was a little better. Well there, don't don't get ahead of yourself. Always enjoyable Gunzuka. I am uh deathly terrified of run on sentences. <laughs> uh, <laughs> spiders. Uh. I I am fucking terrified. Sorry, I'm scary with spiders. It'll be yep. it'll suck when you have to burn your house down when you find one. Um, nope. The the thing that scares me the most, I believe, is the futility of life. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a topic nobody likes to talk about very much. No. But it is like the thing I think about the most when I'm terrified. Yep. I'd say that uh step sweep the unknown. Yeah. As as stupid as that sounds, it's honestly in the grand scheme of things, we know nothing about nothing. Think Actually, of, I also think black holes are pretty damn scary. <laughs> no, I, I agree with that. I, I'd absolutely agree with okay. that. But that's that's exactly it. Like space. We don't we don't know. Like I'm not going Tom Cruise, I promise. Yeah. But we have no idea. We have absolutely no idea of anything that it, this whole thing is not just some. It's like uh, we don't really hear, we don't really actually know what happens when we leave the solar system. There's like a big shell around the solar system of some energy shit. We don't know what happens when we go outside of it. We sent a satellite. It's like in it right now. 
Nothing's actually made it <laughs> actually out of it, though. Yep. Did you mention what scares you? I'm fucking tired. Uh, I'm deathly terrified of heights. Uh, the ocean, like deep water, that scares the crap out of me. Oh, remind me never to take you on a boat. Uh, boats are fine, like if they're in a lake, but I was once on a ferry in the ocean by Halifax, and I was not having a very good time, actually. Man, you can totally see the other side of those ferries. No, 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 well, no, no, not this one. We'll, we'll take you out. On... Are you talking about like the one to PEI? Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll take you out on Lake Superior or something where you can actually get out where yeah, you can't see shit. It was like a fucking, it was like a three hour long ferry ride or some shit. But yeah, anyway, it was a while ago. But not just the deep water scares me though. It's the sheer and crushing idea of how, like just how alone you are if you're out in like the middle of the ocean yeah there's like nothing six hour plane ride away from the nearest fucking anything and just like take that and amplify it if you're in space yep. you're, you're just alone there is nobody for millions of miles that terrifies me I I have a change control tonight still I would really like to finish up <laughs> alright well we're, we're done so uh I'm I'm all out of care. All right. Yep. I left I left them all on my give a fuck. Dad's home. going the fuck to his other family. I'll <laughs> be back whenever the fuck I feel like it. His all better right. family. Bye bye. Bibbles. 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 What kind of bibble? You know what? We all love you. We all miss you. No. And we'll see you next week. No. Maybe if we don't forget our fucking debit card. At the convenience store. But until then, take care. Bye-bye now.